This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And yes, on Rock 102. Well, what do you say we do it all over again? Another very, very hot day today. Sunshine, humidity, and uh, a high of about 96. At one point yesterday, I looked at the uh, Weather Channel website, and it said that the real feel was 104 degrees. It's hot out. Yeah, well, it's uh, that wind chill affects everything. Oh, yeah, you got that right. We have uh, more tickets to give away today. Live uh, music for Lorraine's, trailer trash coming to the uh, the Knights of Columbus and Chicopee, and also the One Roof Festival at the Three County Fairgrounds, and, uh, and a whole lot more. How do you like that? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, and other things, too. It's 535 in Rock 102. Hi, it's Carla from Country Nissan, and we're... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 and the Eagles on Rock 102. I'll try and take it easy today because there's an excessive heat warning in effect uh, for the rest of the week. Mostly sunny, hot, humid today. A high of 96. Tomorrow, kind of the same with the chance of a shower or a thunderstorm. And a high of 95. It's already 75 in downtown Springfield. The Eagles, by the way, just announced a strictly enforced vaccination-only concert November 5th at Seattle's Climate Pledge Arena. Well, they're on tour, but only a single concert's going to have... Apparently, that's the only one so far. Maybe they'll continue that trend. When you think of all the things that Joe Walsh has put into his system over the years, <laughs> oh, I mean, no. really, he's immune. <laughs> I don't <laughs> you know, know he's, if he's totally immune. He's immune. It's the rest of the band you got to worry about. But there are shows coming to Boston, so it'll be interesting to see if they uh, put a mask mm-hmm. mandate there too. Yep. Hey, what do you say we hop into some Hollywood trash with John O'Brien and Steve A new host, or perhaps I should say hosts, have been chosen for Jeopardy to fill the void left by the beloved Alex Trebek. Executive producer Mike Richards will succeed Trebek as the host of the daily syndicated version of the show. He was chosen over a field of celebrity candidates from TV, sports, and journalism. But after fan backlash to a selection process that turned messy in recent weeks, uh, Sony split the pie by naming another guest host, um, uh, Miss Embionic, an MC. For Jeopardy. Uh, Jeopardy. My embiolic. Uh, embionic. Uh, this is the, the not embionic uh, no, fluid? No, my embiolic. Uh, uh, blossom, right? Uh, blossom, thank you. Uh, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, she will emcee a primetime spinoff series, including a new college championship. And in uh, another note, or nod rather, to Jeopardy devotees, longtime champ Ken Jennings will return as a consulting producer by the way joe buck is hosting this week the sportscaster he's like he's got to be thinking wait a minute why am i even here if this has already been done and i guess he's well mike has those episodes been previously probably probably one yeah Mm -hmm. and he already knows he lost while he watches himself (laughs) i guess on tv uh longtime guitarist jeff labar whose decades of performing included massive success with the rock group cinderella died yesterday at the age of 58. 
His son mourned the loss of the musician, sharing an Instagram post featuring a throwback photo showing him with his father, saying, I am currently at a loss for words. I love you, Pop, wrote Sebastian Labar. Neither the band nor Labar's son have revealed a cause of death for the guitarist who joined Cinderella in 1985, shortly after it was formed. There's your, uh, that's your third, right? Who are the, uh, we just talked about this. The other two, and we were wondering who was going to be third. Um, Dusty Hill? Uh, might have been. Easy Top? Yeah. That, that other guy? And, uh, and the other person there, yeah. Uh, former NFL player Nate Burleson will join CBS this morning as one of the three co-hosts next month. Burleson will team with Gail King and Tony Dockupil on, on the show, replacing Anthony Mason. Mason will become a roving cultural reporter for CBS News. Uh, Burleson comes to CBS from the NFL Network's morning show. He'd been an analyst for CBS Sunday afternoon football programming, which he will continue. Now, isn't the CBS morning news kind of like a fallen tree in the woods? You know, if, if, if no one's there to see it fall, does it make a noise? Well, if no one's there to watch the CBS morning news. Are they that bad in the ratings? They're always they're, third. They're always way behind. Mm-hmm. And I and when you get to a point where you can't even pronounce one of the host's names because you've never seen it before, Tony Docupil, I, 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 I've never even heard the name. Uh, I would have preferred to see Anthony Mason stick around. At least I can pronounce that. I don't know who he is either. And Burleson, hasn't he done some stints on like uh, the Nickelodeon Coverage of he's, the NFL and things like that. So he's done all kinds of stuff. Kid friendly, Network. yeah, very kid friendly. Yep, kind of like a Michael Strahan type of guy. Yes, there you go. Good comparison. Uh, R and B star R Kelly will face an anonymous jury made up of seven men and five women when his sex- they, they don't have name tags. Uh, yeah, night when uh, his sex trafficking trial goes forward next week with opening statements. The panel was sworn in yesterday after dozens of potential jurors were screened by a judge. In federal court in Brooklyn, the judge sought assurances from prospective jurors that they could remain impartial given all the bad publicity swirling around Kelly since his arrest. I got to tell you, and uh, another sexual assault issue, uh, reading this book about uh, Jeffrey Epstein, um, this uh, Prince, which one? Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. Man. The, this uh, Virginia Jeffrey... I'm I'm in the part of the book now that's really just a horrible life that this young girl, uh, this this woman lived, uh, bouncing around from one place to another. But in the uh, Andrew, isn't Andrew? Andrew part, uh, supposedly, he had sex with her twice and one other time with her and nine other women at the same time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nine. A a total of ten. Who's got that kind of attention span? Well, Nine you, women at the same time? No, thank you. Depends this would have been 20 are. years ago. Even even in, in my youth, I couldn't even have dreamed that many women in, at once. 20 years ago, I don't believe either of us was in our youth anymore. <laughs> yeah, but he's about, oh, our, he's about yeah. our age, right? It's like George W. Bush saying uh, you know, that he was drinking heavily when I was a young man. He was 39. <laughs> well, that's still younger than when he was president. <laughs> and I'd have to count, but I don't think my total exceeds that number, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Career. Ten, 10 all at once. Yeah. Uh, former CBS Records boss Walter Yetnikoff has died at the age of 87. 
the rampaging R-rated executive presided over blockbuster releases by Michael Jackson, Billy Joel, and many others. Uh, David Ritz, who collaborated with Yetnikoff on his memoir, Howling at the Moon, confirmed uh, Yetnikoff's death. His reign peaked with uh, hits like Thriller, Bat Out of Hell, 52nd Street by Billy Joel. His downfall came amid a storm of corporate turnover and backstabbing and his own personal chaos. I think we interviewed him when that book came out. Really? Yeah, I'd have to look. Uh, for that interview, it's hidden somewhere. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure we met, we talked to him. You know, you've been in radio a long time when you're not sure if you interviewed. Oh a yeah, no, we do. I don't we, remember. We do that all the time. Yeah. We talked to the guy. I, don't I, don't know. Know. I think we did. Um, I was reading something about him yesterday. Just a just an absolute mess with uh, drugs and alcohol. Oh yeah. Uh, just a rough rough personality. He eventually got sober and. Got off the drugs, and people said he didn't get any better. He was basically a dry drunk. He, he was still an obnoxious, difficult person to get along well, with. They say that some drugs only enhance your basic personality. Yeah. In this case, it did. Yeah, it sounds like it. So, uh, yeah, he is dead. What did I say? At the age of 87. That is your Hollywood trash at Rock 102. Celebrate the weekend at the Outlook Farm. Ba- in as little as one. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I never thought these words would ever come from my mouth, but there are times when I almost feel bad for the New York Jets. I don't only feel bad for them, I feel bad for anyone who likes them. Ten straight seasons of not making the playoffs, not a single championship since 1968, which was 53 years ago, and a horrible franchise from top to bottom, and to be associated with it in any way must be a humiliating thing to endure every single day, because nothing good comes from that team ever. Case in point, yesterday, New York Jets wide receiver and former second-round draft pick Denzel Mims spoke to reporters yesterday about his abrupt 20-pound weight loss during the offseason. Now, you might say, 20 pounds? What did he do? Did he go low-carb? Keto? Is he doing regular juice cleanses? Perhaps it was the deal meal cards. Well, it was none of those things. According to Denzel Mims, he went from weighing 217 to 197 after enduring a grisly bout of food poisoning after eating a bad piece of salmon allegedly served in the Jets' cafeteria. According to Mims, His case was so severe that he endured two weeks of vomiting, rapid weight loss, and several rounds of powerful antibiotics to deal with the painful intestinal infection caused by the rancid fish. As a result, Mims missed nearly all of the Jets' offseason workouts, and for the last two months, he's been trying to gain some of that weight back. And while he's close, he still has another nine pounds to go before he's back to his regular playing weight. Listen, I can stand to to lose a few pounds myself, but even I know better than to eat cafeteria-style salmon likely sourced from a nearby Hackensack River, which conveniently runs through an industrial park. Believe me, I don't need to lose weight so badly that I'm willing to chow down on spoiled milk, uh, spoiled fish. I'd rather eat my sea-bearing meals in a place that doesn't require a plastic tray. Call me a snob, but I have my rules. Having said that, it's hard to say which is worse, two weeks of violent puking and excessive dehydration or playing for the New York Jets. Given the choice, I'd probably choose the extra tartar sauce. 
But hey, and if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. How many gallons of paint would it take to paint your house both inside and out? It's a lot of gallons, but you can buy paint this weekend at Rocky's and skip the sales tax. Paint, power tools, grills, everything. Free tax all weekend long at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 612 in Fleetwood Mac on Rock 102. Another uh, hot one today and tomorrow. Heat wave continues. A high today of about 96. And uh, that's without rain in the forecast. Tomorrow, a high of 95 and the chance of a stray shower or a thunderstorm. It's already 75 in downtown Springfield. Um, Just a a quick, uh, apparently a correction. Uh, Some listener just informed me that uh, Jeff Labar of Cinderella... Mm actually died on july 14th and uh, not interesting yes yeah. uh, but the story i think is uh, you know statements from his son that mm. came out just this week so huh. the story is probably correct but the details of his death it's been almost a month and surprisingly i didn't get that from mass live um <laughs> that is surprising yeah, <laughs> believe it or not uh, there are some other sources that uh, get things wrong so there's a couple of things I wanted to uh, talk about that's happening in, in, in Chicopee, but I actually now I've decided I'll, uh, I'll put that off maybe uh, until next hour because I just went upstairs a few minutes ago, and uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. So we have uh, a main entrance to the building, which we all use now, and we have the original entrance to the building, which had been turned into pretty much an emergency exit. Uh, the door is locked from the outside. You can't really get into the building that way, but you can get out of it. Uh, well, you can get back in way. if you stuff like a newspaper in on yeah, your way out. Yeah. That sometimes happens. And there's something usually kept very close to the door to stuff in there so that you can, because it's actually a faster way for us uh, to get to our cars or escape if we need to. Right. Um, but I, I noticed this morning that there are, it might be four, but I believe there are three chairs that are uh not just in front of the door but tipped towards the door you know like you would at a at a banquet if you wanted to save your seat and walk away yes you tip the you tip the chair so that the back of the chair is actually touching the the edge of the table yes uh and i lost count i i started to count and i lost count there was just so many signs uh that say caution treating bees um, and I'm thinking to myself, what are the, are these, are these sick bees? Are no. we treating them with uh, chemo? Uh, no. Pollinators? Let me give you a little, uh, a little, uh, insight into what's going on in this building. Remember mm. how, remember how we, uh, oh, I don't know, say for like the last two or three months have been dealing with a major mold remediation, uh, problem in, I, in our stairway here. I, um, <coughs> I do remember some least, kind of a. <coughs> Mold issue. At least no mushrooms growing out of the walls like not, that building in Worcester yeah, we talked about yet, yesterday. Not yet, but yes. that's, that's, that's the next calamity. Mm. Um, that's that's a significant structural problem mm-hmm. with this building. Oh, uh, sure. You know, all that mold and all the people who have to walk up and down those stairs every single day. Not to mention the number of staff members who either are or have already dealt with cancer. Yes, or any other uh, respiratory mm-hmm. ailment. Uh, so there's that. And then I find out uh, yesterday, uh, after the show, that there's another issue going on in this building. Apparently, there is an animal 
I don't know what kind of animal. I don't know, uh, you know, what species or uh, what genus it comes from. It's Pat Kelly, by the way. No, it's no. even it's <laughs> even more it's even worse than that. Uh, apparently, this animal has found its way burrowed underneath our building, hmm. like uh, in the wing that supports our office uh-huh. and Dave, your office, okay. and, and uh, our program director's office. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of people that work on that wing. Well, this animal has died, and oh. as a result, it's bringing on an infestation of of bugs, bees, flies, all different kinds of bugs are down there. I don't smell this yet, by the way. Do you or no, not? No, the, the smell apparently has uh, has subsided. Oh, but what's been left in its wake is several different kinds of infestation. Mm. I will not put up with infestation. That's why I am moving to Queens. I just... Uh, <laughs> no, moving out of Queens. I'm uh, going to Boca del Vista. I, uh, be all over that shuffleboard okay. court. Um, I, I just... First of all, we're not treating bees. Uh, that would indicate some type of problem with the bee that we're trying to help them with. We may be treating the building to get rid of them. But- and a sign that simply says, caution, bee... First of all, I unless there were an emergency, unless the building was on fire or there was some kind of a threat that had been phoned in or something like that, I generally will not try to get around three chairs that are put in front of an exit because that would indicate to me that maybe somebody doesn't want me using this door. Well, the thing is they have to do that because mm-hmm. one chair wouldn't be enough of a deterrent. You'd probably just move the chair yeah. and use the door. Well, of course. Three chairs basically tells you, you definitely don't want to move these chairs. That's, That's right. But three chairs and 12 signs that don't just simply say, caution, bees. Not treating bees. We're not treating the bees. And by the way, how long does it take to get rid of a bee's nest? Well, again, there there's several different layers of infestation here. So it, it's not just that they're treating the bees or, or treating the eradication of these bees. They're also trying to treat other parts of the building as well. So well, it's, it's much more complicated than just knocking down a bee's nest and setting it on fire, which is the best way to do it. I, I think, you know, the other problem is, is look, uh, the exterminators, they don't know communication. We don't know fumigation. But I think together... Uh, we can make this work. Well, I you was told- spray the bees and in the evening. All right, all right, Mr. Orkin. Apparently, you've got the whole thing figured out. <laughs> no, I've I read the side of a can of bee spray. Yes. Well, they use much more complicated uh, techniques. Now, I was told yesterday um, that the hallway light on our wing needs to stay on, and I was told that the light in our office needs to stay on because the light attracts these bugs, mm. and to turn the light off means that they'll find their way into other parts of the building. So this morning I get in into the office, the light is still on, I open the door and and sure as crap there's four or five bees just minding their own business, mind you. You had one a couple in inside your office. the offices? Yes. I had a fly, a huge horse fly that I killed this morning, but I I, I didn't see the I don't, bee. You I, don't, had- I don't know if they were they were they were just big big winged bugs. I mean they're not typical bees. But they're very they're 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 not horse flies and are dragon flies. They're just okay. they're big bugs. I I was not able to identify them, huh. and the interview process between me and the bugs simply didn't have we didn't have time to really get into the deep conversation. Hey, listen, if they <coughs> invade 
our space, they got to go. I mean, it's one thing outside, I let them be. They're in their natural environment. They're inside a house or an office, they're going down. Ultimately, what needs to happen here, the real real thing that would solve all the issues between the infestation and the mold and all the other problems would be a wrecking ball to Mm -hmm. knock this building down (laughs) and in three days build it up like a miracle. Or, as we said before, a properly executed Molotov cocktail. Which we've, um, And we've had one of them, and yes. it wasn't done well. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I heard that story. And by the way, this particular exit and entrance is used often by Steve Nagel. So it, yeah. it requires yeah. a lot of these chairs and signs because he's going to want to use it anyway. Mm, well, I'd like to think that uh, by the time he gets back, again, removing a beehive is something the average person can do on their own. You, know, you don't really need professionals and I don't know where the hive is because you can't see it by looking out the door. The, the two corners are, are too far up and parallel to be able to see them. I think the, the, the issue is, you're right, I don't think this hive is visible. I think it's actually in the eaves of the building. Uh, that's, right. why yeah. it's, that's why you need special treatment. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a matter of a hive that's you know, building itself on the side of a building. Mm. That would be easy. Then that's exactly what you would do. I think the bees are inside the building, and they are trying to push us out. Well, then... I think they should win. It's like it's like an insect coup d'etat in this building. And Let them win. We should just start waving white flags and get the hell out of this place. And maybe they're using the word treatment to trick the bugs. You yeah. know, like it's sort yeah. of a mafia thing where you're gonna use a treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the bugs are actually reading the they signs? They may be. They may be. You can't take they anything for granted. They are bees. Ah. Um, yeah, it's it's this this place. Uh, at some point, it's, I'd it's, like to think. We've got plenty of property here. You know, like all the high schools that always got built, whether it was Comp or Chickabee High, where you you build the new high school on the current athletics fields, yeah. then you tear down the old high school and rebuild the athletic fields in the footprint of the previous high school. Like I said, Minichuk, perfect example. Yeah. It's like, you know, when the, when the tornado hit, it got damaged. They built up a beautiful new high school, mm-hmm. and they knocked down the crappy old one. Yeah, and but they what, usually just use their existing property. Yeah, we no. have more than enough property here, even with encroachments, and uh, we we should be able to build another place right on the other side of the of the hall of the. Uh, of the parking, parking lot. lot. Yeah. yeah. And you wouldn't even have to extend the parking lot. No. Yeah. No. It, 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 we're, we're long overdue. Sure. We're being held together by Velcro straps and duct tape. And we broadcast here until the new facility is completed. Yeah. Then you knock this thing down and we well, move in over there. Or you broadcast remotely because this place is becoming dangerous mm-hmm. between mold and bees. I don't want to be in this building anymore. Well, I mean, look at uh, the the laser production studio at the at the end of the hall. Mm-hmm. That's got a, a like a, a bulkhead that goes to the back yard of mm-hmm. this building. Yes, yeah, you know, that's always uh, been flooded. It's always had problems. The stairs here were flooded last week. We had uh, slippery, wet. Yeah, stairs, and, and like, now you've got this big blob of, of uh, uncontrollable mold and mildew. Boy, I'd hate to see that work its way into somebody's lungs and cause some kind of a medical condition. Listen, that I'm, would trigger a lawsuit of some sort. Yeah, oh, listen, yeah. listen I'm, my lungs are tender. I've, mm-hmm. I've had my go of the lung stuff. I don't... I don't no. need this uh, this kind of uh, headache. I sure hope it doesn't get worse. Let's hope not. <laughs> so do you think this message will then get to the highest levels of our company? Oh, no. 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 no, no, no. Not before no. the bees kill us. <laughs>
<laughs> it's 623 with Bax and O'Brien and, and Dave Coombs on Rock 102. All right, you wake up in the morning, you're hungry. How does a free breakfast sound? That's right, walk into a Wendy's during breakfast hours on Friday. Remember, it's for the kids. It's 627 with Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102. You know, the funny thing is, I mean, we're a privately owned company, and, and we can do uh, these kinds of things as far as rebuilds are concerned or, or, or stuff like, you know, repairs and stuff like that. It's funny how uh, when you work for a municipal organization, like at least three police departments that I'm aware of that were dumps for the longest time, the Wilbraham Police Department, the Granby Police Department, and uh, and the Hamden Police Department, just absolute dumps that that people worked entire careers in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and no matter how crappy it got, somehow... You did your job every day and, uh, and and just dealt with it. And then eventually uh, all three of those towns got brand new police stations and the people who spent 25 or 30 years working in the dump had just retired. And then all of a sudden there's a new place. John, is there some demarcation between uh, the local arm of our national company because they're publicly traded? Yeah, well, but still, I mean, you know, any of the any of the renovations okay. or movements get done uh, in house, okay. and it's just it's funny when it's a municipal establishment, you you have to deal with it. I mean, uh, you know, look, the city, the town, the taxpayers, they don't want to be stuck with the bill. It's like uh, thinking of putting a personal storage center in Hamden. I mean, who the hell wants that? Well, not a lot of people, because uh, because it's such a horrible property killer. You imagine being like a like an eighteen. 18- year old kid you work your way through high school you know maybe uh, like after high school and at, at a cumberland farms and uh, all of a sudden you find yourself going to the police academy becoming a cop getting hired by wilbraham only to find out the police station now looks just like a cumberland farms yeah exactly but it's a very nice cumberland Farms. sure they're all they're all wonderful i'm just I saying. heard they put in a deli counter last week <laughs> let's laugh tell me Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance of Gary Rome Hyundai. Uh, Wedding Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. Hello. Hearing only heavy breathing on the line, the woman repeats, Hello. And the guy and a male voice says, "I'll bet you want me to come into your bedroom, undress you, and kiss you from head to toe, and make love to you until the morning." And uh, and the woman goes, "You could tell that just from two hellos." <laughs> you see, I'm not even really sure exactly what that means, I but I had to switch joke. jokes at the last second. Eighty forty four. 6.33 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Filling in for Steve Nagel this week is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. Uh, Bax, you've expressed concern about that ribbon candy, and so have business owners in Chicopee. These are those metal barriers separating the center loop bicycle and pedestrian lanes from vehicle traffic on center and exchange streets in Chicopee. And there was a big discussion last night among the business owners and the politicians in Chicopee, and the business owners do not like this whole thing. I didn't. I didn't realize how um, uh, flexible they are. Mm-hmm. I thought they were fixed <laughs> steel uh, barriers that you know it, it, 
if a if a vehicle were drifting toward the bike lane, it, it would prevent them from being able to cross over and hit the bike. But but uh, Western Mass News, I was watching a video this morning, and they actually like pushed on it, mm, and yeah. and the thing gave like a like a slinky. Now you you could still hit a a, a bicyclist. Yeah. By crossing that thing. Yeah. Maybe they should electrify them then. Well, it's just a more obvious barrier between, mm-hmm. you know, automobile traffic and and, uh, and bicycle traffic. But but like they said, it's uh it's taken like 27% of the downtown parking from some of those businesses. Now there is they also interviewed a business owner who does like them, but it appears as though the majority of business owners in that area don't like them. You know what I don't understand because and this is not the only place that that I've seen this, but yesterday I was uh, driving uh, through through Pine Point, and I was on uh, Bay Street. Mm-hmm. And you know when they did all that construction where Mutual Ford used to be, yep. and you know right before you get to Berkshire Avenue. Yep. So they got a bike lane in front of all those houses, or across the street from those houses. But then there's also a turn lane on the right side of mm-hmm. the bike lane, and I know that that's happened a couple of times around the area. Yep. And I really don't understand that. I mean, to me, that seems dangerous yep. like it's it, you're you're basically inviting a problem between cars and bicycles it's happened in chicken uh, the entrance to 391 is is like that yeah whether you're going north or south uh the bike lane maintains itself straight across the entrance lane of or exit lane of uh of the highway and i hate to break it to uh Chicopee or springfield but most of the bicyclists or the guys that are riding the dirt bikes in Springfield aren't paying attention to your little lanes. Yeah. They're doing, they're doing their wheelies right down the middle of the street. They could care less about uh, what's noted on the road. And those wheelies, by the way, are impressive. I mean, oh, no, they, they are, they, but they're dangerous. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I, I understand the whole global warming thing and uh, alternative transportation. But, you know, in, in places like this, even downtown Springfield or downtown Chicopee, nobody's, I'm going to say nobody, but it, I, I would be very surprised if many people are commuting by bicycle. And, and look, the Valley bike system, I think that's a great idea. And, and that's another thing that they're going to be putting more of those in. <laughs> yeah, but a day like yesterday, I, I, I went right past those Valley yeah, bikes. Yeah. Not a single one of them was used. Yeah. They were all parked in those little, uh, those little holders. <laughs> they Pretty were, hot. They were doing, uh, 22 was doing interviews with people in Forest Park. And there was uh, one man there with his children. And he said, yeah, we thought we could at least go for a bike ride today, but uh, <laughs> you could tell that they probably were not going to make it home. What part of the heat advisory did you not yeah. understand? Yeah. Let's take the children out for some exercise in 98-degree temperatures. Unfortunately, probably a place where being in the house was worse. I did my bike ride yesterday. Didn't feel real good, though. I'll say that. No, I didn't do anything outside. I sat outside and read. That was it. I walked from uh, my car to a restaurant and back, and I was uh, in a flop sweat both times. No, thank you. Bax, you have also expressed concern on this show about uh, your mask situation and needing maybe a new set of masks. Well, with the second wave of COVID-19, including the more powerful Delta, Lambda, and Epsilon variants, masks are, of course, making a comeback. And there are some sites you can go to to purchase some masks. And I know there are some right outside the Rock 102 studio here sitting on a table. 
Yeah. If you want to just grab some of those. Or that, all of them. But let's not, that's not inviting listeners to come into the studio and grab our masks. <laughs> no. Uh, there are some sites, as I said. There's something called wellbefore.com. They have a variety of options online, including the N95, along with kid sizes also. And then there's something called n95medicalsupplies.com, and that site has a variety of options for those looking to buy in bulk. So there you go. Maybe some online shopping in your near future, back. Yeah, I know. No, yeah, just take that, them off no. the table. <laughs> More than a year after COVID-19 ravaged the state-run soldier's home in Holyoke, the facility received high marks from an independent healthcare accreditation organization, a joint committee finding no deficiencies at the soldier's home. So now we can move on apace with improvements and funding that we have received. I saw uh, Bennett Walsh last week downtown. They did uh, down at the um, the Thursday night concert, and uh, you know, I, you know him. I, I don't think the guy ever stops smiling. No, I, I just you know, even even in the in the muck of uh, you know neck deep crap he's been in for the last I, few months. I don't know if he was smiling right away. Well, you know what? I just he just if you can compartmentalize. God bless you, and and he's the kind of guy I think can do it. It was uh, good to see him. We had a, we had a good talk for a while, but um, you know I, I just uh, I don't know where this whole thing is going to go. It just seems so ridiculous. <clears throat> well, I mean the, the 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 thing with the soldiers' home is we've talked about you know countless times. You know there are going to be plenty of people that are going to want to blame him, but there are multiple mm-hmm. layers of blame to go around, and and it, and it goes back much further than Bennett Walsh on and, his first day, and much higher to the top. To the tippity top. Yeah. You, I mean, you got to look at the state of Massachusetts to, t- to really take responsibility for this. Some of the fun is missing at the Bliss Park Playground in Longmeadow. Some swings were taken down recently by the town's Department of Public Works. Came after a child fell when one of the <gasps> swings broke. Fortunately, a child yes. fell off a swing at a park? Yes, the child was not injured. But, of course, these days, with political correctness run amok, you got to go into high gear. You replace said swing well it, and that's being done right now they will return with healthier safer swings so at the some kid point. the kid fell because there was a malfunction in the swing yes it wasn't just like what ev- like 99 percent of every other kid in america has ever done jump off a swing jump off a no, swing no okay no right. yeah well I, and i get that uh you know and they were interviewing the head of the the dpw and he was pointing out that uh for some reason this piece that they need costs somewhere in the area of a thousand dollars whereas a new swing set uh costs twenty thousand dollars i i gotta i gotta think longmeadow's good for a twenty thousand dollar swing set yeah but a lot of the people in longmeadow don't want to spend money on a twenty thousand dollar swing set and by well, the way uh that whole playground area mm-hmm. uh it's soft ground i mean they've got they've yeah. got like a special you know, surface. So if kids trip and fall, you know they don't uh, they don't injure themselves, and it's, the town doesn't get sued. It's not the same rubber pellets that are used underneath astroturf surfaces, right? Because that stuff is cancerous. No, it's, it's kind of like a wood chips. <coughs> no, it's not even that. It's huh. it's it's a it's a rubberized surface uh-huh. that's that's got a lot of um, cushion okay. on it, especially okay. like around the slides and. And uh, you know some of the other uh, apparatus they got out there, I which mean, by itself probably cost at least twenty thousand dollars. I'm sure it does. But you know, but those kinds of industrial swing sets, mm. I mean, twenty thousand dollars sounds like a lot. 
And the actual cost was probably a little bit less than that, but not a whole hell of a lot less than that. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I saw the story and I was like, oh my God, a kid fell off the swing at the and, park. And didn't get hurt. Jeez. Yeah. Well, you can't have any of these things these days. You know, playgrounds, uh, dodgeball, all that stuff being remember, removed. Remember from- when we were kids? Yes. We had the, right. we had, uh, you know, we had everything from like the, the, the dangerous seesaws where a kid could, you know, get his like uh, his pelvis broken because sure. some kid jumped off or sure, monkey those, bars. The monkey bars. Those carousels that spin around those metal ones there. Yep. Somebody would get thrown off of there. Listen, mm-hmm. we had concussions all the time when we were kids, and we liked it. And we got up, and we went back the next day. Absolutely, right. because we didn't know enough, and These we were happy. Mamby pamby swing setters. Well, and, and anti-swingers. Yeah. Yeah, right. What, what are you going to do next? What about all the other swingers in Longmeadow? <laughs> yeah. Huh? You're not hearing anything about them getting hurt. Yeah, whenever their apparatus breaks yeah. from the ceiling, you don't see the uh, DPW knocking on the doors. Nope. They're down during COVID-19, by the way, all those swingers and key parties, I would imagine. Not all of them. Oh, really? No, they're coming back. <laughs> Speaking of uh, anti-swingers, an anti-vaxxer in Germany has been arrested. She's a Red Cross nurse. And she's an anti-vaxxer charged with injecting as many as 8,600 patients with saline instead of the coronavirus vaccine really mm-hmm. wow yeah. yeah now the saline didn't cause any problems of course yeah, but, but it, that's not her decision to make <laughs> exactly right and it did give a false sense of security to those who thought they were receiving a pandemic vaccine wow that's yeah. uh, that's amazing well yeah but what did she do with the vaccines Good question. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure she was probably given a certain amount of syringes with vaccine in them. Sell it back to some black market third party. Perhaps. No, they they would they would mix the vaccine before injecting you. I mean, they could easily just had it a, a little bo- little vial of vaccine, and you would never know. Well, tremendous sleight of hand on her part, by the way, with the vaccine there. Look over here. Don't look there. I got something else for you. There's your shot. Good day. Yeah, but who knew? I mean, you know, even when we got it, it's like. I don't know what they're sticking in my arm. Well, no, I understand right. that, but but you know, depending on where you went, I mean, I went to a CVS. I yeah. have always trusted CVS mm-hmm. uh, time and time again to never make a mistake. I and went to a dollar store. All right, same thing. Have they ever done you wrong at a dollar store? Not yet. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Got a second medical story of interest here. Dr. Andrew James Lodge is a world-famous cardiovascular surgeon, or was... No longer employed by Duke University after appearing in court yesterday to face charges of indecent exposure. Dr. Lodge was arrested after exposing himself outside two different Target stores. Is that wrong? In Durham, as well as in the parking lot of a mall down there. So he's no longer working as a doctor. Well, I'm sure there's some kind of explanation we're not privy to. Yeah, I'm sure it's all a big misunderstanding. Oh, okay. Usually is. Good luck with that. You know, I don't know if it's a... I mean, you, 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 when you when you think of a, a guy who's exposing himself, you know, uh, anytime I've heard of a guy who, like, made the news as a result, it's always in a very nice car in a pretty nice neighborhood. <laughs> or a sleazy motel in Pee Wee Herman's you, case. I, re- you, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not reading the stories. I'm just not seeing enough... 
you know, these guys exposing themselves in junky cars and bad neighborhoods. I just, I just, I don't see it. And I should have said movie theater, by the way, in Pee Wee's case. Um, You know, some of them, uh, again, reading this Jeffrey Epstein book, uh, Mm -hmm. he's not necessarily a guy who was exposing himself out in public, but just the way that he would uh, introduce himself. Most of the, most of the things that he did began as massages. And um, so it was one of these things where, you know, these girls would come into the room and he would be undressed or covered in a towel, laying face down. And it starts out that way. But then all of a sudden, the the rollover and the towel comes off and the flag staff is uh, at full, full uh, staff there. And, uh, you know, at least he's in the privacy of his home. I'm not saying what he wasn't doing was I'm not saying what he was doing wasn't illegal. But, you know, the, the the idea of going out and doing that in public, first of all, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be embarrassed that I'd be laughed at. You know? you be, that's what you'd be worried about? Yeah. Laughter? Yeah, la- laughter. Not, uh-huh. not like breaking the law or being seen as a pervert? Nah, that's probably second. Third, maybe. Third, the, pool. the second would be losing. Yeah, the 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 third, the second would probably be losing my uh, loyalty card uh, to that place because I wouldn't be allowed back. And then the law, breaking the law part. I'd yeah, I don't know. I I, uh, I would never do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like exposing any part of my body. I just uh, I don't know whether it's a certain amount. No pun intended. I don't know whether it requires a certain amount of cockiness, ah. but to, you know, obviously you got to have some kind of self confidence to think uh, this is going to go well. The or- compulsion to expose yourself has got to be pretty damn strong to actually go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, we've all thought of it. We've all, we have. Well, I mean, in, in, <laughs> we've all thought of a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know, that we would never actually do I not mean, exposing myself at a target for oh sake. please no, no. maybe a walmart not a target god maybe at a dave and busters i would do it <laughs> really no i wouldn't do that either oppressive humid and uncomfortable words to describe andrew cuomo and also our weather the national weather service has issued an excessive heat watch max temperatures could reach into the mid and high 90s also an air quality advisory in effect i'm dave coombs filling in for steve nagel with hall of famers Bax and o'brien on rock 102 rock 102 springfield's classic rock at 655 in the rolling stones and rock 102 well looks like i'm gonna be getting another shot soon Another shot, saline from that Germany. No, woman? probably the real stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah, they say they said on the news last night. Maybe today, the uh, FDA or the CDC, one or the other, going to approve a, a booster for the immune compromised. So, um, yeah, I guess I'll get a third one. First two weren't so tough for you, right? Uh, no, not really. And you know, I've always, uh, I've always thought, you know, if I'm going to do shots, I should at least do three. I sometimes find that uh, two isn't enough. A third is just yeah, about right. Like, that's, that's what I mean. The, that's the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Whether you know whether it's like uh, like bourbon or even uh, something uh, you know a little uh, a little fancy like a Goldschlager. Yeah. You know, I mean, three is probably good. Tequila. Yeah, that would be good too. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any projections as to when or or how soon, but uh, yeah, I guess uh, the immune compromised or and and um, uh, well, I mean, there was another story that said pregnant women can and should uh, get the vaccine. But there was another category that I, I can't remember now, but 
Yeah, another another one. Well, I mean, it would be nice to see people get the first two uh, yeah. before we start dishing out the third one. But yeah, and hey, that's the knows? argument for a lot of people as well. But um, eh. but to, but to you know to apply uh, a alleged vaccine and have it be yeah and have it have it be saline without anyone knowing about mm-hmm. it i mean that to me that just takes a remarkable set even if even if you are dead set against the vaccine if that's the case then don't take the job find something else to do hey listen she's no Kristen gilbert She's not that far yeah. away from it. Uh, if, you want, a, if you really want to take a real yeah. good look at it, at least she's not. On uh, the difference is she's not killing anybody. Yes, directly. Yeah. Like, but the, it, but Annie Wilkes from Misery. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Well, I would be pissed. It's uh, six fifty-seven with Bax and O'Brien as grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember a few months ago when Medina Spirit was the winner of the Kentucky Derby, only to have that win vacated after testing positive for the banned substance betamethasone? And do you remember Churchill Downs then suspending Hall of Fame trainer Bob Baffert for the next two years because this is now the second time he's been busted for doping horses? Well, apparently Bob Baffert is on the only shady dirtbag running in the slop in professional horse racing. There are alleged scumbags running roughshod all over that sport, and it's very hard to blame the horses. Yesterday in Manhattan Federal Court in New York, trainer Jorge Navarro pled guilty to supplying horses with various forms of speed. Navarro, along with more than two dozen others, have been charged by federal authorities on charges of organizing an international doping operation at different racetracks around the world, including Kentucky, New York, New Jersey, Florida, Ohio, and Dubai. This included the banned substance that was given to a horse that won the 2019 Gold Shaheen in Dubai, who later died of a heart attack. Navarro is not only looking at spending the next five years in prison, he's also agreed to pay restitution of over $25 million. He's expected to be sentenced in mid-December. Now, I realize that you can't always blame the drug dealer for his role in a supply-and-demand commercial transaction, but I know of no reported cases in which a thoroughbred horse has ever bought his own legal substances. That's usually because somebody else is involved. Guys like Jorge Navarro or Bob Baffert clearly don't have enough confidence in their own horses or their own training skills to maximize a horse's natural ability without cranking these animals full of juice. Instead, they have manipulated the system and made up their own rules purely for their own financial benefit. Thank goodness the feds are finally cracking down on this sort of foolishness. Doping should be left to people who know what they're doing, like college students and Olympic athletes, not in the uh, strung-out hooves of animals that can't even read the prescription labels because that's just wrong. But hey, and if I'm yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, you know what you're going to do this weekend? You're going to think about buying a grill, like a Weber grill or a Big Green Egg or a Traeger Wood Fire Grill at Rocky's and get it tax-free. How do you like those apples? Available this weekend on Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Classic Rock. It's 709 and Tom Petty on Rock 102. going to be another hot one today. Talking about uh, going up to nearly 96 degrees with uh, humidity that will make it feel like it's in the low 100s. It's uh, 75 right now in downtown Springfield. So uh, another issue that apparently only uh, Western Mass News is aware of is um, residents raising concerns after hit and run and several accidents on Granby Road in Chicopee. Um, I, I got to tell you, I uh, I wasn't sure exactly which angle to go into this from. Um, but you got an angle. 
I, I don't. I'm, I'm still not exactly sure. So there's this video that they have on Western Mass News of a guy. It's it's obviously his ring uh, door cam video, doorbell video, and uh, there's two cars parked on one side of Granby Road, and uh, a vehicle at like two thirty in the morning is driving on Granby Road and hits the back end of one of these two cars, and uh, I don't think quite drove that car into the car in front of it, but he did some serious front-end damage to his own vehicle, and then you see him back up and drive away. He took off, and the person who owns the video uh, camera says, you know, look, I've been, uh, he, well, he said, I've been doing mechanics for 16 years. I don't know if he meant sleeping with them or he <laughs> does mechanical work. It sounds probably more like he's dying, doing uh, mechanical work. I'm not sure. Uh, and he said, I don't even know how that car drove away considering the amount of front end damage it had. Actually, I'm looking at a still photo from the video and both of its headlights are still working as it's driving away. But one of the things that gets me and, uh, Pendleton is relatively close to Granby road. So oh, which part of Pendleton do you live? Uh, the, mm, uh, not the Granby road end. And, uh, but I do frequent Granby road quite often and it's it's one of these things first of all even on a side street you know i live on a side street i uh, between the bike and the car I, um first of all i'm one of these people who would never allow this this house is the first house only the second house i ever had but it's the first house with a garage and i vowed when i was a young man that i would never be one of those people who couldn't put his car in the garage because there was so much crap in it mm that I couldn't fit the car because you know, that's what a garage is built for. When I was a young man, I wanted to become a banker. Yeah, well, I understand that your father brought you in there, sat you up on the counter, and told you one day you'd look. Anyway, uh, the idea... I always tried to you know, have bigger ambitions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> look what happened. The, uh, the idea of people who... And, and, and I get it in multifamily homes that uh, there might not be enough space to park a car on the property and you have to resort to parking your car in the street and on a side street that's one thing on a main road it's a little bit different and remember what we talked about a few months ago with the summit view how they basically shut down the friday night concerts and the way they did that was they put signs along route five not that just said no parking, uh, but said state highway, no parking allowed. There is a law in the books that says that parking on a state highway is not allowed. And as I'm looking at this story, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Isn't Granby Road 116? So I'm, I'm looking on the map, and I, and I started at the other end. Of 116, okay. which is in the center of Adams. that That's where 116's north end begins. And it comes all the way down through those portions of the Berkshires and down into western Massachusetts. And then, uh, you know, South Hat- Amherst, South Hadley, Chicopee, and then boom, it ends at the intersection of Granby Road and Chicopee Street, right there at that bridge. 
That's the in fact there's a sign there that says State Highway ends. So parking on Granby Road apparently is legal. But it still <clears throat> can be very inconvenient for people trying to pull out of side streets who maybe can't see traffic coming. Right. And a situation <clears throat> like this where your car could be hit in the middle of the night by someone who takes off. I just I just wouldn't want to park my car on a main road unless I had absolutely no choice. And these people may not have any well, that's, choice. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, how many times have you seen on a major street, uh, you know, there's street, there's street parking because, I mean, I'm thinking of like, you know, for example, uh, you know, you don't see, uh, unless it's designated specifically, like Dickinson Street in Springfield and Forest Park. You know, there are certain areas that you can park certain areas that you really wouldn't want to park in. Not because they're bad neighborhoods, but because just, you know, uh, of the way it is. But there's, like, certain, you know, retail spaces that have their own, you know, parking spaces. But, you know, people drive down that street fairly fast. Mm. Um, I know when I've lived in situations, that, like in apartments, where, you know, it was always on street parking, if if the street gets filled up, you park wherever you damn well have to. And if it's and, always and, on street parking, I get this is a relatively new phenomena on, on Granby Road. As somebody who's been there for over 20 years, right? this is relatively new. There's two areas on Granby Road. There's unfortunately this area where the man's car was hit. And then there's another uh, couple of areas uh, further down towards the Knights of Columbus and, and the Elks Lodge. Well, if, if I'm looking at the video. I've seen it a couple times now. It, it, it didn't sound, it didn't look like this guy hit this parked car because he didn't see it. It looked like he was just driving erratically. It was all or kinds he might of have been wh- texting or whatever. Whatever. It, yeah. right, right, exactly. I mean, it, it wasn't, the accident didn't occur because the car was parked there. The accident occurred because the motorist that hit that parked car wasn't driving safely. Mm, yeah, but so, he might not have been driving safely a mile back, and there was no accident because there was no car parked on the side of the street. But uh, but that but you know you don't see that. You're only know, you're only seeing this I video. Know. So I mean that yeah. doesn't. I mean that doesn't really make you know much of a difference. I mean at that moment that he hit that car, he was driving irresponsibly, and, and, then, the, and then you know he he drives away. And then the worst part is, is if you look at this, the still shot of this video, it, it, like I said, this is a relatively new, relatively new phenomena that people are parking on Granby Road. This is the one place where there are cars parked on both sides of Granby Road. They're parallel to each other. There's a person parked in this direction, and then there's two cars parked in that direction. And my guess is they probably all live in that same house. It's a, I believe those are multifamily homes You've got uh, a, in that area. You have a fairly wide designated shoulder on either side of Granby mm-hmm. Road, and you're right past an, or you're right beyond an overpass, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just under after you've just passed under the Mass Park. All right, so. Well, that is an unusual place for uh, for there to be parking. Is there any signage that says no, no parking? No, that's what I mean. It's not illegal, which is, I, I get that part, but, and it's not 116 anymore. 116 ended at the bottom of Granby Road. I'm, I'm just saying it's like, you know, and there are really no side streets here. I mean, this is relatively close to the intersection of Granby and Grattan, but there's not a side street for another probably eighth of a mile so it's not like they have many alternatives 
But you know, it's just. Uh, well, I mean, I, I mean, unless you're saying that parking should be banned in that on that strip of road, yeah, um, I, I don't, I don't really know what what else there is to say about it. I mean, you know, people got to park their cars, and if there's no other place to go on Granby Road, then right yeah. on Granby Road is where you're gonna go. Look, uh, you know, why would I say it? Because there's all kinds of things that just get under my craw. This is a hundred yards away from the over enthusiastic crossing guard. It's right there, yeah, practically they, right at the corner. But he was off duty at the time. He at doesn't two a.m. I yeah. don't know that. I don't know that he's not out there at two a.m. He's not waving at people at two a.m. The guy, the man, needs to sleep from a full yeah. day of waving at people. I, I just, <laughs> you know, this whole area right here is trouble. Put up some ribbon candy. That'll solve all the problems yeah, over there. There right? you go. No, I mean, you need the breakdown lane in case a car breaks down or, you know, to pass vehicles that are making left-hand turns. You want to be able to get around them. But, uh, yeah, I've just never been a road parker. Yeah, but it, but I have, and, and, and because there was no choice. Yeah. yeah I, I Years ago when I had an apartment, you know, they, you not only had to – you not only had to park your car in the street – Depending on where you parked it, you had to call the police department to tell them where exactly you were every day. Oh, my God. Or it was like every three days. It all depended on what part of town uh, or what town you were in. Like you said, you know, for the next three days, they're going to be parked in this neighborhood. And if you didn't call them and, they, and, they, and a cop went by, they would tag the car. And that happened a lot. I lived in Buffalo when I was younger and parked on a street because I had an apartment that required parking on a street. Lost my car one time in a snowstorm. Couldn't find the damn thing. Because it got uh, yeah. plowed over. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Ridiculous. I, I just, uh, you know, and the idea of, uh, hey, listen, I get it. It's 2 o'clock in the morning and maybe you are intoxicated and uh, don't really want to spend the night in the lockup. And... You've just crashed into something, and as it turns out, your vehicle is still operable. I get the idea of driving away, but um, in this day and age of surveillance cameras and ring doorbells, somebody's going to, they're going to find you. Of course they are. They're, they're probably going to find you. Unless you can buff all that damage out by yourself. Yeah. Because you've got that kind of skill set. He's not, probably not going to be able to buff any of this out, but um, yeah, I, I can see that, that initial desire of, Oh, there's nobody around. I could just get out of here. Yeah, Nobody's going to know it was me. I mean, if this were two in the afternoon, yeah. you know, there, there'd be people to contact. But, yeah. I would have gotten caught by the crossing guard. It would have danced yeah. over here. 2.30 in the morning, I'm only inconveniencing people. That's not going to look very good. Actually, it's one oh six. but uh, yeah, I, I would say uh, you know the car's still running. I'm getting out of here. It's 721 with Bax and O'Brien with Dave Coombs and Rock 102. $3 million in a medical malpractice case. $9 million in an injured worker case. It's 724 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. The daily podcast will be up right after uh, the show today. If you uh, miss the Bax and O'Brien show, you can always go back and listen to uh, not only today's show, but uh, shows from several years ago. Uh, if you really want to do that, um, why? It's all brought to you by the Wealth Technology Group and Gary Thomas. Also uh, found on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, and on Baxi's musical podcast this week, Jerry Harrison of the uh, Talking Heads. Again, She's all available. Beautiful on Baxi. woman. Jerry Harrison is not Jerry Hall. It's a uh, it's a totally different person. No, I I, uh, no. I know I know it's not Jerry Hall, but I know Jerry Harrison is a very attractive lady. No. He is not a lady. He is a dude and always has been. Well, I, I, we, we, we agree to disagree. 
Um, <laughs> because you don't know what the <laughs> hell you're talking about. One's ever stopped me before. That's true. Uh, going to be another hot one today. Very, very hot out there. And uh, I- I'm already noticing now with the wind uh, blowing some leaves off of the trees that are already like brittle and starting to crumble. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're approaching the 12th. We're well, approaching the s- final third of summer in about a week. And John, with the oppressive heat tonight, how about an NFL exhibition game tonight yeah, in Foxborough with the Patriots and the Washington yeah, football I'm, team I'm, under I'm, those conditions? I'm right? all for it. <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised actually that they, that they do this. Um, uh, look, I realize, you know, with no season basically for fans last year, you want to get fans back and, and be able to make some money and stuff like that. But in this kind of heat, playing football? Ah. We were just talking yesterday about Corey Stringer, the yeah. Vikings guy, and, you know, something could something bad could happen in one of these games uh, you, under these conditions. Listen, you, you got a whole picnic table full of Gatorade and water and everything else. These guys are going to be just fine. Uh, well, they'll, be, they'll be all ready to go. Mac, Plus, mac and cheese. Play. Thankfully, it'll be dark by the time they play, but it's still going to be in the yeah. upper 80s, yeah. and the humidity is still going to be way up there. Sure, I maybe they can play without helmets. Uh, no, they're not going to play do touch that. tonight. I mean, I, and I don't, I don't like just standing, not doing nothing in this kind of heat. I mean, I, the idea of moving around for even just a few. I mean, I, With tons of equipment on. Last uh, yesterday afternoon, the dog needed to go out, right? Mm-hmm. So I, uh, <laughs> I I opened the door and I put him on the lead and uh, I closed the door and and like in just those few seconds, that blast of hot air, sure. it, it just felt awful. There's nothing. I don't like anything about this kind of this kind of weather. I w- I've said it before. I would take the coldest day in January over the hottest, smuggiest day of August any day. <laughs> I'm being offered a ticket now for the game tonight. After just saying I didn't even think it should be played. Ah, well. No, thanks. I'll uh, I'll pass. The, the, the best seat you're going to yeah. get is on TV, watching it at home. And I and I won't. I uh, I am I embargo football until September first. Well, you can listen to it right here no, on Rock 102 no, tonight no, too. No, I'll be listening to the podcast from year, <laughs> from years ago. The hell, you will from years ago. You won't be doing either one. It's seven twenty eight. News is next to Rock 102. Hey, Bax, let's talk about two true public housing stories to start off with. Yesterday, we had that building and that landlord in Worcester whose building was infested with mice and roaches and mushrooms growing from the walls. Today, Peter McCarthy of Dorchester in trouble for offering to forgive rental payments and waive security deposits for female residents, you guessed it, in exchange for sexual favors and or sexually explicit photos that they would give to him is that uh, wrong was i uh, not supposed i re- i reread the lease it didn't <laughs> say i couldn't do this i think that's illegal yeah you know i mean who's to say i think the law and well, judges um and those that write the laws like well, legislators if i'd be if i was a guy and a resident there, I'd be upset. Wait a minute. So I, you know, I can't give you sexually explicit photos and get a little knocked off of my rent. No, you, no. you cannot. Huh. Uh, in fact, your rent's going up now, <laughs> um, and I'm not paying for hot water anymore. <laughs> I would think that uh, I would think that at, at the time of signing the lease, you uh, as the landlord 
could say. You, you can't you can't go to an existing tenant and go, you know, if the tenant comes to you and says, well, I'm having a little bit of a tough time uh, this month uh, getting the money together, you know, you maybe think maybe uh, you could slide me on a little bit. And you go, I don't know, let me ask my wife. And then uh, uh, he come back out and I know, I know it was no. <laughs> and he said, well, yeah, you know, my wife, she's kind of funny. I said, I know. Everybody, Everybody funny. funny. Now you're you funny, funny too. too. <laughs> um, but if you said, if you said to them going into this, uh, listen, it's $650 a month. And just to let you know, if there's ever a time that you can't get the $650 by the 30th, I'm sure we can make some kind of a wink, wink arrangement. That doesn't sound like it's illegal. Well, well because you're offering them the opportunity to say, I'll get the money. I think the wink, wink, as you put it, is still a quid pro quo situation. And so if that's the case, uh, that would be seen as sexual harassment. It could be taken that way. Yeah, no, no, well, plus, no. maybe there was no hint of that benefit. Well, in there the might future. not. Have, there might not have been. And then he sort of just how he screwed up, sprang it on him. But yeah. yeah, you're right. That'd be a way out of it, I guess. I knew what he was doing. He was never gotten in this kind of trouble. Having a line some somewhere <laughs> in the in the fine print, kind of yeah, like when uh, we sign up for Facebook and things like that. Yeah, we yeah, get all exactly. sorts of things in there. User agreements. Yeah, I don't think you're ever going to get away with that. Oh, I think there's plenty of uh, landlords that are getting away with it. Problem is, is when you get caught, mm-hmm. then you're probably not going to get out of it. I wouldn't recommend it. Let's put it that way. Public housing story number two. Western Mass lawmakers and community leaders are urging eviction relief for renters during this latest COVID surge. There's a letter signed by 20 or so area state senators calling for compassion and protection for renters in these circumstances. Yeah. If, if you can if you can prove that you have a financial issue, then I'm okay with that. But, I mean, I have read a lot of stories where people are taking advantage of this and they're basically just not paying their rents. Sure. Yeah. And, and landlords are getting stuck, obviously, because they have to pay the mortgages. Um, and I don't know what kind of vetting process is necessary to be able to do this, but I would certainly hope we have some kind of a system in place that we know these are, well, obviously we don't, or people wouldn't be taking advantage of it, but that people are having a harder time taking advantage of it. Yeah. But we have, uh, we tend to have little sympathy for the landlord. I don't know why. Yeah. Because more of us have been tenants than have been landlords. (laughs) That's, that may or not be true, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think anytime that you give somebody, uh, an opportunity to not have to pay for something that they would normally pay for. There's a certain level of entitlement that builds, especially over a period of time, say like a year and a half, uh, nearly two years. You know, that, that entitlement uh, has a tendency to you know, make us not want to pay. And the fact is, even pre-COVID, the process that it takes to evict somebody is not a fast process. And that was going to be my second point. Yeah. I mean, you, you take somebody to, uh, to housing court to evict them. Uh, first of all, it's very expensive to hire the lawyer to try to get it done, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily always going to work in the uh, the favor of the landlord. So it's yep. uh, it's really difficult. I don't think I am set up to be a landlord. I just don't think I, I can, unless you've got the skill to like 
you know, fix the plumbing or a toilet yourself yeah. or, you know, have the uh, have the kind of personality with a new problem bouncing someone from your property. Uh, I just don't think it's an enemy. Similar to being a salesperson, by the way. Yeah, I can't do that either. <laughs> Not in our makeup. I, knew. I mean, I, you know, there's a little bit of a a little bit of a extreme fear that I have sometimes by by owning a rental property that. Uh, I mean, first of all, I have a property manager, so if there's any repairs that need to be done, yeah, I don't doing. have to. I don't have to worry about it. She now, and um, uh, and but you know, every once in a while, you do get that that squatter nightmare where you know all of a sudden somebody decides, mm, nah, this is now my permanent residence, yeah. and there's nothing you can say about it. I know we had an agreement that I was going to be out on the twelfth, but uh, you know what? Uh, I think I'll stay. Among the lawmakers who have signed this letter on behalf of renters include Bud Williams, Patricia Duffy, and Adam Gomez. Well, there you go. You're in good hands with uh, Bud Williams. Got a couple of different studies of interest here. First of all, I need our birth dates. Uh, Bax, I know you and I are both September babies. I think we said that before. John, yes. what month were you born? Uh, June. All right. So and July. June and July. It was a... Uh, it was, uh, Preach. The head was stuck for <laughs> yeah, at least a month. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's happened before in his own personal life, from mm. what we understand. The job site Zipia has posted a list of the careers you're more likely to gravitate toward depending on the month you were born. And it's all backed up by stats. So, for September babies like you and I, Bax, athletes and physicists. Wow. Yeah, we missed the boat on that yeah, one. I was going to say, this list is clearly <laughs> way off. John, I don't know whether we use June or July yeah, for you. June. All right, CEOs and Nobel Prize winners. Your time is yet to come, no, John, yeah, obviously. Yeah, that, that's as almost ridiculous as us being <laughs> physicists and athletes. Are all these jobs like these high-end, high-educated, high-paying things? I'm glad you asked that because mm -hmm. August produces bricklayers. There you go. And among them, notables include Tom Brady and Kelly reared in the local meteorologist bricklayers yes and maybe uh -huh. these are the jobs that they should have gravitated toward instead not, of quarterback or weather Tom brady i mean you know to be honest uh you know drew bledsoe was more of a bricklayer than <laughs> tom brady bledsoe was, was a brick <laughs> don't pick on him he, he's a he's got a significant winery business now uh, well, yeah. man, he, well i wish he had had it 15 years earlier <laughs> Uh, November produces serial killers and schizophrenics, among them Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker. I had my suspicions. Among the people born in November, Correct. not among Correct. the schizos yes. and uh, yes. serial killers. <laughs> Glad you clarified that. that. We're aware uh, of. December produces dentists, and Andrew Cuomo is on that list. Well, he certainly was working on cavities. Well, he wanted to drill a lot of people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and May produces politicians like... Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno. How about that? Well, there you go. Wow. It's uh, found his calling. Mm -hmm. I, I'd still, you know, I'm still kind of where where are the housekeepers? Where are the valet parkers? Where are the uh, where are the waitresses? Driveway a, shovelers. Where are the waitresses? There's a lot of places yeah. looking for help right now. <laughs> the dictators all were born in April. It says according to this study. By the way, Hitler, Hussein, and Lenin all April babies. Another study here by Virginia Commonwealth University reveals the phrase, revenge is a dish best served cold, is inaccurate. Researchers found most people prefer to exact revenge 
quickly and without much planning. 58% of participants preferred to get immediate payback against their enemies, even if it meant doing less damage to those enemies. We can't wait, obviously, for anything in this well, style. Yeah, I mean, you wait, you take the chance of mellowing out and not being quite as bothered by something. So, uh, yeah, you know, strike while the iron's hot. But I always say I'm not. I'm not uh, typically fueled or motivated by spite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I suppose uh, I know you are. I but, am. <laughs> uh, I'm not. And uh, and I try when I am uh, f- fueling, uh, you know, filling myself with rage. I try to take a few steps back before I react. That's, uh-huh. that's typically how I. How I operate. Oh, aren't you just so perfect? No, I'm not saying I'm perfect. This is the way I process uh, my outrage. Isn't that amazing? I have friends of mine who wish they were Dexter and could actually kill people. Hmm. I think most of us feel that way. Wow. (laughs) I'd love to be able to do that (laughs) get away with it. American Airlines flight attendant recently duct-taped a 13-year-old boy to his seat after he tried to kick out a window. You know, I saw this, uh, but the way the headline was written, it made it seem like this was that story from two weeks right, ago. Right, This was not. a 13-year-old? Yes, a different story, John. This flight from Maui to L.A., the flight was diverted. Cops had to take the boy into custody. This uh, one of these unaccompanied minors? Doesn't say that either, and nothing is said about his motivations. Maybe he was looking for revenge against somebody and couldn't wait. I don't know. Yeah, I, um, I, I don't, you know, an underage kid mm-hmm. like that. Well, hey, look at you know. I mean, for all the for all the stories we've seen in the paper of police officers handcuffing uh, elementary school kids. Um, there is a time when people are physically out of control and have to be restrained and their proximity to others that could be hurt by them requires that kind of restraint. I mean, it'd be nice to think, why would you need to duct tape a 13-year-old to a seat? Because he's out of control and it's a very confined place (laughs) and the people that are sitting around him are at danger of being injured by him. But but doesn't that prove one more time how efficient duct tape is? Yeah, I was going to say, Vax. As a product. I mean, really, it does so many things. And and to that point, we had an intern one time on a radio station back in Syracuse who, when he'd come on the microphone, would talk like way over here, and so he was like five feet away from the mic. We duct taped his head to the microphone for the entire show. It worked great. And he sat still for that. Yes. And uh, didn't talk to management after the show and have any kind of recourse. Not that we know of, but, you know, he couldn't get away with that today. That's for sure. Yeah, but I just, you know, I'd love to hear the details of of whether I'm I'm assuming this was an unaccompanied minor and uh, I'd like to know what the behavior. Did they say anything about what he was doing? Doesn't say. (laughs) Well, just... uh, well, well, try to kick out a window Try uh, on the flight. I mean, and being generally unru- unruly and disruptive. But here's the thing. Yeah. Had he kicked out the window, they could have fixed it with all that extra duct tape. <laughs> Again, one more great utility from uh, one of our more outstanding hardware products. One thing you can't fix with duct tape is a broken jaw. Well, maybe you could try. Not true. <laughs> Not true. Holly Strevens of Portsmouth, England, recently dislocated her jaw while eating a KFC burger. Hmm. 
The dislocation was so bad that she had to have her jaw replaced with prosthetic joints during the course of five operations and 12 screws to fix the left side of her mouth. She says she was eating that KFC burger at home while watching television, and all of a sudden she heard a loud pop. She said she must have stretched her mouth too wide while biting into the burger. Mm, now, that I, is the injury of the week right there. I, I'm thinking that's just the straw that broke the candle's back. Like she, she may have had other jaw probably, issues. You know, yeah, from flapping it. <laughs> she probably was like right on the verge of that from happening, and then the chicken sandwich comes along. But I'm sure it was from flapping her jaws. Maybe there was like a bone inside that chicken. Who knows? No, no, no. Lawsuit coming? This happened because of all the yap yap. You're generalizing, John. No, Come no, on, no, 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 I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain it's true. All right. Uh, a couple more notes about that special game at the Field of Dreams in Dyersville, Iowa tonight. The teams will wear throwback uniforms. The ballpark will seat 8,000 for tonight's game between the White Sox and the Yankees. The cornfield's still out there somewhere. The temporary ballpark's bullpens will be located behind the 12-foot-high padded wall in center, and those bullpens are designed to resemble the old Comiskey Park where the White Sox used to play. It's a temporary ballpark. Yes. They, they, they're going to – I assume it's up already if yes. the game is tonight. Yes. And yeah. they're going to take it down when the game is over? You know, good question. It's kind of like the problem that exists when you build these elaborate Olympic stadiums and then – what are you doing? Yeah, with but them I after mean, is, is this private property? Yeah, I think I think it is. Yes. And, and the stands. I mean, it's. I mean, the stands are you know like right behind home plate, and mm-hmm. that's where you're seating everybody. I don't. Right. I don't think there's any you know seating beyond the cornfield. No. I don't where's think the so. parking? Probably uh, on the other side of the field. Yeah, remember that line of cars in the movie Field of Dreams from 1989? I, that's I, what it's going to be. I never saw the movie actually. Really? Yeah. So. Um, I'm I, I'm surprised we're still hanging on to a movie that's 32 years old. Oh I mean, come on, it was a great movie though. Yeah, but it, it's 32 years old. Even even if any 15 year old kid has not probably seen that movie or really understands but its premise. Sh- but they should. What? Just because something's slightly older doesn't mean it doesn't have value. Backs. Come on, man. Look at us. <laughs> Very good point. There's a lot of people who would say that Kevin Costner movies no longer have much value. <laughs> but they might have said that on opening weekend too. Might have. Uh, the dimensions of the outfield fence for the game tonight, pretty pretty standard. 335 down the lines, 380 to the gaps, and 400 feet to dead center. Fox will have coverage tonight. I'm, uh, I'm looking at a faraway picture, um, and it doesn't really look like there's a whole lot of infrastructure. Deal, de- what time is the game? Because there are lights. Uh, I think it's 730 yeah, tonight. So it'll, it'll, it'll get dark, and they've got lights up. But um, I mean, it's it's it looks like the kind of structure that they could continue to do games at. And I, I don't think it's going to come down. You don't think so? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, well, I think it depends. I mean, if it's if tonight is a success, well, they may try to schedule more games, get minor league games there, travel games, well, all kinds of sure. Stuff. The fact that they had planned this for last year and postponed it because of the pandemic, I'm assuming means they built it last year. That this was not just put up recently. I think the construction was sort of last minute, John. Some of it anyway, and some of it was earlier. And they're trying to, as you said earlier in the show, grow the game of baseball in other locations that don't have access to baseball. Maybe we could attract a game here in Western Mass. Uh, We have access to baseball. Yeah, but not 
Major League Baseball. Uh, I'm Boston talking about in- is right up the road. I'm not sure if you've been familiarized <laughs> with that since you moved here from New York. <laughs> right up the road means yeah, 90 yeah. minutes yeah. away. Which yeah. is, in Iowa, 90 minutes would barely get you to the end of the property. <laughs> and, of course, they're the Woo Sox, right, in Worcester, where mm-hmm. we talked about yesterday, Yairo Munoz with his hitting streak, extended it again yesterday to 32 straight games. Damn. Congrats to That's him. That's awesome. Yeah. The weather for today? Going to be hot, and it's going to be hot tomorrow. The National Weather Service issuing an excessive heat watch with temps in the mid to high 90s and an air quality advisory in effect as well. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel with the Hall of Famers, Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102. It's summer at Table and Vine, and when you think summer, you think... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 757 and ZZ Top on Rock 102. The uh, Western Mass Home and Garden Show is coming to the Big E uh, on August 20th through the 22nd, uh, always a, a great turnout at the uh, at the home show. You can uh, find out about special discount coupons at westernmasshomeshow.com. We also have a four-pack of tickets to the home show that can be yours to the 10th caller at 293-1021. Good luck to you. You know, when, when you when you claim something is a classic movie or, and, or, or when you haven't seen something that other people are saying is a classic movie, and uh, and then you see what is supposedly, presumably, one of the more emotional scenes of the movie. When you see it out of context, having not seen the movie itself, they they just showed the this thing about the field of dreams with Kevin Costner standing on the home plate, uh, you know, talking to I presume his dead father and asking him if he wants to play catch and then they go to the three anchors and they're all like i don't know how i'm supposed to keep a straight face now that was such an old and i'm like you know what a piece of crap (laughs) see again it's hard to take something out of context i know without absorbing yourself in the rest of the movie i get that but when you when you show it like that to someone like me what do you expect what you never had a catch with your dad no, I played catch with my dad. Not I, we stopped after he died. Well, but, I would uh, hope so. Yeah. But still, you threw the ball and he never threw <laughs> it back. The worst pitch back ever. I, 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 in order to have any emotional attachment to that scene, you need all that build up. I that's, guess that's the purpose of the rest of the movie. Uh-huh. I, I, could, I could show you any clip and say, "Oh, this is like the funniest clip of the funniest movie." But mm-hmm. if you see it out of context, mm-hmm. it's not going to make any sense to you. Yeah, no, I, I get that. It's also not going to make me want to go and see it either. I was watching What About Bob last night. Actually, I hadn't seen it in years. Right. And if you showed any of those scenes out of context, it'd be the same thing. But the movie as a whole. Pretty yeah. funny still. Hey, there you go. There it's uh, 7.59 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Hi, it's Carla from Northampton Volkswagen, and we're happy to be a part of Bacon and Brews. Fusing- rock 102 springfield's classic rock it's 813 and rush on rock 102 be another hot one today going up to possible record high temperatures of about 96 the uh humidity will make it feel well over 100 it's already uh, almost 80 degrees at eight o'clock in the morning um you know it, it's funny how um oh, damn it i forgot to get another uh 60 years 61 years of ignorance uh i was perfectly fine with and uh yeah sometimes knowledge is the worst yeah, thing that can creep well, up on you and now <laughs> i'm possibly looking at uh 20 years of necessary 
what's the word? Uh, when you when you have to really pay attention to something, you have to stay on top of something. You got to focus, uh, focus, diligence, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, uh, kind of closing in and thinking about the whole retirement thing right. and. Um, it, when, even just watching a two and a half minute or one and a half minute feature on the Today Show, talking about uh, inflation and consumer price index and and all of these things that I have absolutely no grasp of, none whatsoever. All right. I mean, you know, when when I was married, I I put my full and complete trust in uh, into Linda. She knew what she was doing. She was uh, very well versed on this stuff. For all the stories you ever hear about, you know, some women squirrel away money in case they ever have to make an escape in the middle of the night. She did the middle of the night escape, but I don't think she necessarily took the money with her. Well, that you know about. And if I I don't know, it obviously didn't create a a financial burden for me because I was able to get through that. But... Her knowledge well, you and my you, trust. You can't know what you don't know. Well, but I mean, I'd know if I were broke. Uh, her knowledge and my trust were the two things that, that we had going together. And now, I mean, now I you know, I have a financial advisor and I mm-hmm. have a great deal of trust in him. But it, it seems like if I do this retirement thing, I'm going to have to start paying attention. <laughs> And, well, yeah, and, and and I don't. First of all, I don't feel comfortable with that, and secondly, I don't understand most of it. Well, I told you, you know, we both have a four hundred one k in this uh, in this company, right? Mm, yeah, you do, and you and and you don't have a whole lot of debt, no, re- compared to most people at you know our age, you know fifty fifty five and up, and uh, you're you're doing okay, but. I've tried to explain to you that if you go on the website uh, that uh, that manages our 401k, it will show you what you can expect to earn uh, per month just from your 401k. Never mind your Social Security payment. Oh which, yeah, no, no, I did. Which, I, that's what I did with the with the financial guy, and and I know how much I'm going to be making. And you'd probably be fine. But you don't know that because when you see these stories that start talking about inflation and prices and you know, things obviously fluctuate, and and I'm not so invested into this that I'm going to say, well, you know, now that we have a Democrat, things are going to go wrong, or now we have a. I, I don't, I don't understand any of that crap either. So put the trust in your financial advisor you just mentioned the same way you did with your wife at well, the time. I I I want to, although he is 30 years older than her, but uh, you know, uh, there are obviously people who will do this after him. Um, but I just, you know, it, it seems to me like I might have to open an envelope or two. Here. Well, the thing, the thing is, uh, you know, whenever you're dealing with like invested income, there's always going to be an element of risk. Certain factors affect, affect, you know, what those numbers will be. I mean, you know, what your 401k or other investments may be today could be very different from five years from now. Past performance, not indicative of future well, results. Exactly. Right? But you know, if, if you're looking, if you're at the point where you're looking at retirement, and you can survive on what's being on what's being projected for you. 
then why not do well, it? Plus, you can change the direction of those investments to sure become more conservative or less conservative. Yeah, you don't have your... to. You don't have to dish out the same level right. of risk. Exactly. Well, but the thing of it is, and you know, there are certainly people probably out there thinking this right now. Is well, why don't you learn this? Um, no, <laughs> no, that's not going to work. Every time, and and he knows this. Every time I meet with the with my investment guy, he knows. There's a point where my eyes glaze over and I'm just not hearing anymore. Right. I just it's just I've gotten lost. I'm still 3 minutes back in the conversation trying to figure out what he said, let alone thinking I'm going to be able to catch up to current to to real time and I just I just glaze over. And and there's just no understanding it. I'm sitting next to a TV. He's got this thing on round the clock on CNBC. And and you know and he's looking over and he's uh, and it's like can't we put on Nick at night? All right, but that's but that's you know, what he's involved in. That's his business to understand that. But it's also his business because I believe we're dealing we're talking about the same guy here. It's his job to try to simplify this yeah. as much as he can. Can't if you're refusing it. to listen to uh, his uh, you know, his explanation, yeah. and I know he he has a, a knack of of dumbing it down to its Base to its very basic stuff. Uh, maybe to your college-educated uh, level, but he he has tried to dumb it down to mine, and your uh, misrepresentation there was not unnoticed. I'm not not listening, as though I'm 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 you know uh, being obnoxious. It it's just that it it just happens. I can't hear has, anymore. Has he been able to break this down and say? At this, at the rate that you're going right now with your investments, this is what you can expect to yeah. take home yeah. every month. Mm-hmm. What he mo- did. Then what more do you need to know? The, the these these fluctuations and uh, possible changes okay. so, that can happen. So or when, if all of a sudden one day he says to me, "Well, you know, we can't give you this much this month because if this is what happened." If your investments are then say shifted to less risky propositions things that are just going to you know just you know you're not going to lose a lot of money in some of these investments you may lose some but you're not going to lose all you you take a more conservative approach as you get closer to retirement you're basically protecting your money that the money that you saved up if you do that it shouldn't matter what's going on in in the markets or you know what's happening today or the you know the the daily fluctuations because those are always going to happen. So yeah. I should go on as blind as I was when I was married. No, you're no, not at all. But that's what I want though. But, but, but just not worry about stuff you can't control. That's it. <laughs> you're worried about you're focused on the day to day distractions of what goes on in the market, right. and it doesn't. It you know you've been told since the beginning these are all long term decisions, and you need to right. think about things in the long term but i'm no longer capable i mean he's showing me these charts up to up to 90 and i said to him i said you know look um it, it ain't gonna last that long okay I, let, let's let's be a little bit more realistic let's drop this back like 10 years and uh and then tell me then what what am i gonna be looking at because uh 90 is not anything I'm planning on. Well, and and then dependent on 
the quality of those other 10 years, you know, that's another thing to take into consideration. See, what I'm hearing from you is just nothing but anxiety taking over oh, the whole yeah. process. Yeah, you're, you're, he's like Bob Wiley in the movie I mentioned last hour, What About Bob? Like, what could possibly, oh, anything, I could get hit by a bus, my bowels could explode. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And those, and I those, didn't even think of that. <laughs> Thanks <right>. a lot. <laughs> and those things could always happen. Yes. But when it comes to deciding whether or not you are mentally ready to take on retirement, you know, if, if it's explained to you, listen, it, in the worst case scenario, you're still going to survive, and here's what you can likely expect upon retirement. At its very, very least, this is what you can expect. You have to decide, can I survive on that? Could I live on, because um, it's, it's not going to be what you're making now, but you may not need what you're making now. What was the, What is the, that person called who uh, tries to uh, determine your... Uh, An actuarial? Yes, yeah. Is there, is there an actuarial uh, table that, that breaks down either being hit by a bus or having your bowels explode? Maybe there's an actuary listening right now. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Right. Is that now all of a sudden? I'm sure there's a graph or a spreadsheet somewhere. <laughs> sure. New anxiety now. Especially nearing, you know, so close as we are to Hartford, there's got to be people like yeah. that. Listen, at, bowels exploding. at your age, with the amount of money you've saved, you're going to be... Fine. Yeah, you're, you're, you're talking to somebody fine. with uh, with cancer who's got treatments and has to take medication for the rest of his life. Oh, Cancer's not beating you. All you are such a tough. Cancer like- is going to beat me financially. It's <laughs> yeah. not going to beat me personally. All the more reason to say, then, what am I waiting for? You know why? Why am why am I putting myself through this much anxiety? Let it be a let it be a simple process. Let me allow it to be a simple process. You're making it more complicated than it needs to be. Namaste, John. Namaste. And now, now, you know, instead of worrying about the cancer, I got to worry about the exploding bowels. Listen. <laughs> My bowels explode at least three times a week. <laughs> He's fine, and I'm there. fine. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> you war- you you you're warring yourself sick, and it's not. Well, it's thankfully, not that's not a pattern I've lived for well, a very no, long period it's, of time. It's, it's not. But you know, yeah. talk to your guy. Listen to what he has to tell you. Absorb <laughs> what you're 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 capable of of absorbing, and decide for yourself. Could I live like that? The absorption usually ends right after. Uh, can I have a glass of water? You can do that's better it. than that. That's, that's when I stop listening. Are you it's wearing eight, the Depends? <laughs> yeah. It's 824. <laughs> and find out what it means to be cowboy. It's 826 at Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see it before? Jay Leno. I hadn't seen it before. I heard it described. I, 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 it's fake. I don't know. It's got to be fake. There's, there's a video they're showing of Jay Leno supposedly hanging on to the front of a like a single-engine plane mm-hmm. uh, that's in the air, flying, and he's waving at the pilots, and supposedly he climbed up from under the bottom of it to surprise them. That's in sl- the air. Slow-moving, uh, you know, small plane, small aircraft. Yeah, I don't know, though. I, 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 it, it, you can say it's fake, but I know for a fact he's always done his own stunts. I, I, I just, I mean, <laughs> if you look, look, at, look at the very last second of the video... He's not even holding on. Well, maybe he strapped himself to the front there. His hair's blowing in the wind. Yeah, which you can do with a fan yeah. and a screen behind you that mm. makes it look like the ocean and the cliffs are there. Yeah. That's fake. Yeah, these days you, you got to believe it's somehow faked up. Yeah, there's no way I believe that. Oh, yeah, but it's hilarious, isn't it? Because he's no. always hilarious. He's yeah. da- Jay Leno for crying out loud. Would have been funnier to Conan if he'd fallen off. Yeah, oh, yes, that would have been, <laughs> been a stitch.
Yeah, what a, I, I don't know what the hell that was. And and nobody on the Today Show is like like <clears throat> challenging it. They don't challenge anything. Yeah. That's not what their job is. Their job is just just host. Entertain. That's it. That's, Same as that's, us. That's all they do. Oh, no, we challenge. Us. Yeah, we know. We, we, we challenge in an entertaining way. It's uh, 828. We have news next. A Rock 102. 831. We're back. It's Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Table and Vine. Find the best deals in town and expert advice only at Table and Vine, Riverdale Street in West Springfield, or at tableandvine.com. Filling in for Steve Nagel this week is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. Well, that ribbon candy, as Bax likes to refer to the metal barriers separating the center loop bicycle and pedestrian lane from vehicle traffic on Center and Exchange Streets in Chicopee Center, is causing quite a stir. Not a big hit with business owners in Chicopee. They expressed their displeasure last night in a discussion with some lawmakers and some downtown organizers saying that they thought, at least some of them thought, that it made no sense at all, the arrangement that's being I, I just I don't know what the, what the normal way of doing things is downtown. If you're going to take away what they're saying is 27% of the parking for them, for those businesses, you would think that would be something that some kind of downtown business improvement district or some kind of group would be talking about beforehand. This almost sounds like the planning department went out there in the middle of the night because there's city councilors who have, who have said they didn't know about this beforehand because they weren't and they're <clears> not <throat> needed to approve it. This is done by the planning department. But how did nobody, they had to buy these things, they had to install these things. Well, let me see if I can try to explain a little bit about uh, downtown. When you're alone and life is making Mm -hmm. you lonely, you can always go downtown. downtown, And when you got worries, all the noise and the hurry Mm -hmm. seems to help you. I know. Yeah. Downtown. Yep. That's where the uh, big payroll project is, too. That's right, because right. the lights are much brighter there, and you can forget all your yeah. troubles and forget all your cares Thanks, by going downtown. I, I just, it seems, and I, I mentioned this earlier this morning, I didn't know this until I saw this video on Western Mass News. These things are very pliable. They're not, I thought they were steel no, barricades no, no. that you wouldn't be able to drive into the bike lane and hit somebody with. They got a lot of give. They they do, apparently. They're, they're like slinkies. Which also makes them easy to remove when it comes time to take them down. Well, I mean, they, they could have been, they could have been uh, stationary and still be removable, and they will be. They say November 15th. You know, I, I just think about like Exchange Street. You know, it's not that wide of a street. And to take up that much space for a bike lane seems to be well, but it's one way, and that's why they're. That's another thing they're talking about simultaneously is turning the streets two ways. Because if it's one way, it, it's wide. I mean, there's generally parking. I don't know which one is Exchange Street, but uh, there's generally parking on both sides of the road, and then there's the lane of yeah. traffic. And if they're making the right lane a bike lane, then then okay, you are taking away parking spaces. Yeah, I think you are, and I, I think you know if I'm a business owner, you know coming on uh, coming out of a pandemic or you know, going back into right. a pandemic as the case may be, and I'm seeing it's going to be hard for you know my customers to park in front of my store, even and be though inc- and be inconvenienced on uh, you know in, in that way. I, yeah, I'd be pissed off too. Even though the authorities are saying no, see, our intention by doing this is to bring more people downtown. We want more foot traffic. 
Okay, well, nobody's going to be walking across the bridge to come over into downtown and walk around. They may park and then walk to a store within 40, 50, 60 yards. Right. But you're not drawing people into the downtown area on foot. And how many people are buying stuff and then getting back in their bike and going home? Right. Yeah. I I don't... I understand the the desire to do this, and, and that's okay when you get done filling all of those factories that are, that you're planning to turn into market rate housing or apartments, then you're going to have more pedestrian traffic. Yeah, let me see if I can explain this to a city planner. Clearly, clearly doesn't know what they're talking about. <laughs> if I'm uh, out and about and I need to say buy like a couch or a washer and a dryer, I'm not strapping it to my back and hopping on a bike. That's just fact. Mm-hmm. Right. Never going to do it. I want to bring a car or a truck. Or have it delivered. Or have it delivered, but in case I don't want to spend, you know, incur the costly expense of delivery charges. For any number of reasons. Right, right, I, I, why should I be stuck with a high exactly. cost? Of- I'm going to find a way to pick up my item, and the bike lane is in my way. Yeah. it's. Uh, by the way, it, although you are promoting business, be- what, let's say I want to open that. Now I want to open a rickshaw business. How about that? I've got the bike lane down there to work with. Mm-hmm. I could yep. open up my own rickshaw business and start hiring the homeless. We have to talk about the homeless right now? Oh, well, they have a, an <laughs> acute, intimate knowledge of the streets. <laughs> and all it really re- requires is, a, is some upper body strength and a shirt. <sighs> well, Bax, as long as you were quoting Petula Clark and John, as long as you brought up the constructions on both sides of the road, I have looked at life and love from both uh-huh. sides now, uh-huh. from give and take and still somehow, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Judy okay. Collins, she's appearing in Northampton at the Academy of Music, and that show will be October 12th. That news just released this morning on MassLive.com. Tickets go on sale today for the Judy Collins show. Ooh, Ooh boy. <laughs> we'll be sending in the clowns for that exactly one. Exactly right. Well, you know, appreciate. I mean, if you love Petula Clark, you gotta love Judy uh, Collins. I don't, don't think you? his. Uh, I don't think his quoting from Seinfeld <clears throat> is uh, a love for Petula Clark. What are you talking about? I love Petula uh-huh. Clark. Yeah. And I all ce- women I named ce- Petula. I celebrate her entire catalog. And all of the women named Petula. My parents were big fans of uh, Judy Collins. I I could not. Uh, I could just not share in that. And who knew? I mean, she's still going strong. She's got to be what. 80? She's still going. She's still I cooking. I don't know about strong. That sweet Judy Blue Eyes with a Cadillac. <laughs> Cataracts. <laughs> so, Bax, you live sort of off the grid sometimes when yes. you're up in Vermont. I and do. What's that uh, vehicle called that you have, by the way? Or it's like a stationary a thing? Fifth, fifth wheel. By the way, Judy Collins is 82. Yeah, 82. It's, a, it's a fifth wheel RV. It's a trailer. There's an off the grid New Hampshire man named River Dave. And he was featured in uh, MassLive.com this morning in an article. Is that my phone going I, bl- I believe, <laughs> I believe that's that. their, their Judy Collins playlist playing. <laughs> I think that was uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't hear nothing. From my playlist. I mean, River Dave. River Dave. He's an 81-year-old named Dave Lidstone, and he's been living off the grid in New Hampshire for quite some time until his cabin in the woods recently burned down, and now he thinks... He can't possibly return to his lifestyle of being a hermit because society is not going to allow it. He told that recently to the Associated Press in an interview, 
and that is in MassLive.com right now. So he's looking for a job. He's looking for a gig at the age of 81. River Dave wants to assimilate into regular society at this point. I mean, he could be a Judy Collins roadie. It looks like he would fit. Well, he's uh, 81. She's uh, 82. Yeah, right? but yeah, that's, I mean. that's, that's zooming up to something contemporary. You know, I mean, I, I can understand what he's com- where he's coming from. We talked about this when the place burned down a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He There was this shack on a piece of property mm-hmm. that, um, if I remember correctly, the property owner was unaware of its existence. The guy owned so much property, he didn't even know that there was this shack out there that this guy had been living in for 30 years. Now it's burned down. Obviously, the property owner who has become aware of this situation is certainly not offering to rebuild the man's shack or allow him to continue to live on his property. So the old man saying to himself, I guess I'm going to have to join society. I just, you know... uh, Put an ad out there and ask if anybody else has a large piece of property that's got a shack on it and go back to living the way you've spent the better part of your life. He was perfectly happy with it. Yeah. I, it's tough, though. I mean, uh, you get set in your ways. All of a sudden, you realize, hey, you know what? There's a lot of really cool stuff out here I've been missing because yeah. I've been, been a hermit. Maybe maybe what he's realizing is that, that he has to do it, but... Maybe things are just easier, not being a hermit stuck in a ramshackle shack I, in the woods. I don't think so. I think it's the old dog, new tricks thing. I think he would prefer to live the way he's been living, but he feels like he can't because Listen, society shuns it. One, one, one day with, the, uh, with access to the internet and uh, that chicken sandwich from Popeye's, oh, yeah, I'd never go back. Right? Well, I'm willing to trade places with River Dave. He can come do the morning show on Laser, and I'll go be a hermit in New Hampshire. I'm ready to go off the grid. So sure. Why not? Get a hold of him. The only problem is, how do you get a hold of a guy who has probably no cell phone or any way to contact him? Well, point? ask Mass Live. They somehow got a hold of him, and God knows for what reason. Because he's probably been on the computer and, and, nonstop since he left the shack. And by the way, <laughs> this is, is great. Is that actually a Mass Live interview, or is that them covering somebody else's interview? I think the latter, John, because yeah. it was from the Associated Press there you go. originally. Okay. There's a Jacksonville, Florida woman who won a million bucks in the Florida lottery and plans to keep working. And I can identify with this. I've told you guys before I have a fear of winning a lottery because I want to keep working. 69-year-old, Don't worry about it. 69-year-old Wilma Todd said she was adamant about working her shift and plans to continue working at her job until her replacement is fully trained. All right, two things. First mm-hmm. of all, she's 69. Yes. She's at retirement age. She's you on just, Medicare. She's on Medicare. Probably. She's on a fixed income. Yeah. You know, uh, you, what do you, what do you, how satisfying is her job really? Well, it doesn't say what type of job she has or even where she works in the various articles I read. Stripper. Probably sixty nine year old stripper. Yeah. stripper? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just if I won a million dollars and I, I was at uh, at her age, I would never go back to work. Yeah, I know you like to say that over and over again, but mm-hmm. uh, do you ever think about boredom? See, of course, you're, you're living in a trailer in Vermont, so I'm, exactly you can't get any closer to boredom, I think, than that. I'm agreeing with John for once on this. He's on my side. I think the two of you severely underestimate my ability to do absolutely nothing i I embrace it i enjoy it it's really what i was designed you embrace it and enjoy it because you're not doing it you might find out when you start doing it 
I thought this was going to be a lot more enjoyable. No, no. Trust me on this. I know I, I've had my share of practice of doing nothing at all. Nah. And uh, it's that's my sweet spot. The only thing I will be looking forward to doing or not doing is setting my alarm for 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. That's After it. that, I'm right. sure I'm probably going to want to do something. I yeah. may be able to sleep till like 5.45 in the morning some days. That's like sleeping the whole day away. Yeah. It's like a good Saturday morning for me. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care if I only sleep to 4.30. I just don't want to have to set an alarm and have that go off. If I can't sleep beyond that time, that's a different story. But, you know, this whole well, setting the alarm is, oh, God, it's so tiring. I'm telling you, this is how I perceive my life. You know, me do a little bit of travel, maybe do a couple things here and there. But I'm not looking to really, uh, you know, change up the uh, the entire thing. And, you know, I mean, you may be uh, bored with that kind of living, but don't project uh, that on me. I'm telling you right now, nothing is where it's at. Yeah, well. Nothing is in my future. You have none. Oh, I've got a future. Do you even have a reason for getting up in the morning? No. But that's the daily news. I like to read the daily news. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is where I need to be. That sounds like a phrase you need to put on a T-shirt. I will. That'll be my job, putting uh, interesting little uh, sayings on T-shirts and uh, coasters. (laughs) Don't hassle me. I'm local. That was the one that. Bob Wiley was wearing. I'll take that one, too. Uh, So what are we watching tonight? The Field of Dreams baseball game or the Patriots preseason game, guys? Uh, I'll probably watch Netflix. Where's it? Without chilling. (laughs) No chilling? No. no. It's too hot. Uh, I'll Netflix and roast. My guess is by the time the game really starts cooking, I'll be looking at the back of my eyelids. Yeah. For us morning guys, that's pretty much true. Uh, Mac and Cheese is the quarterback we'll get a first shot at seeing tonight for the Patriots. Their top draft pick, Mac Jones. That's his nickname, according to Cam Newton. Be interesting to see who gets more snaps tonight. As for the Washington football team, their former quarterback, Alex Smith, just signed on as an ESPN commentator. That news came out this morning. Nope, not going to watch either one of them. Okay. Certainly not baseball. Be that way. Tropical Storm Fred taking aim at the Caribbean and Florida. It's the sixth named storm of 2021 forming in the Caribbean and headed toward the Sunshine State. Is it going to rip through the villages? Probably not. (laughs) 60%. 60%. It's a little too much in the center of the state. Yeah. Yeah. You don't usually get the. We get get wind. I mean, I. God bless them. Uh, we got enough wind last year to give me a new roof. Well, of course you but, get wind. Um, you got you living there for Christ's yeah, sake. Not, not, not enough. The rest of the weather, for us, excessive heat. Maximum temperatures could reach into the mid to high 90s in Western Mass. Also an air quality advisory in effect for today. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel. That's news to me with Bax and O'Brien, the Hall of Famers on Rock 102. All right. You wake up in the morning. You're hungry. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.53, and the Foo Fighters in Rock 102. Oh, the Foo Biters. I love those guys. No, it's Foo Fighters, not Foo Biters. There's a big difference. Um, You know, we we talked about this before, since Mass Live has clearly mastered covering all of Western Massachusetts news quickly and accurately. (laughs) Uh, It's no wonder that they've now decided to branch out and cover things in Worcester, like anyone here gives a rat's ass. But every now and then, 
they do hit on something that's kind of cool. They, they they just posted this on uh, Mass Live a while ago. There's this place. It actually already exists in Providence. They had opened this up uh, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, and it was very popular. And then they uh, decided, let's go to Worcester. And then they decided, hey, let's open up in March of 2020. And then the bottom fell out, obviously, with the uh, pandemic. But it is a vintage arcade. Uh, it's located in a former tool house. They've got all of these old games from the 70s and 80s. Now, the inter- interesting thing about the article, which is not surprising again, because I sometimes think Mass Live drops a lot of balls. Um, it doesn't it doesn't explain where or how they get these games. I mean, these are the original games. I have a friend who has a um, <clears throat> she has an actual Ms. Pac-Man arcade game the full you know the stand-up game right in her living room well i had a frogger uh that and i had the uh, the top uh, score you know, that was because you took it out of the pizza shop before they closed down we had those games in the uh hangout lobby of our last radio station that i was at in utica new york they had uh, a couple of those stand-up games in there this place for seven dollars on weekdays and ten dollars on weekends you get unlimited play Unlimited? unlimited unlimited play for 7 bucks. They've got pinball machines, they've got skee ball, they've got uh dance dance revolution, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, NBA Jam, Donkey Kong. Uh they apparently also take requests. If they if you were to go in there and you know looking for a game from your youth and it's not there you tell them right. and they'll see if they can find it but indoor again, it jarts how about some indoor jarts yeah. <laughs> i like that, that idea would be some fun but again it doesn't say where they where they get them from well chances are they either get them at auction sites or uh you know you occasionally you'll find these things being sold on like a facebook marketplace mm-hmm. where you know they may not they may need repair or whatever mm. I, I told you i got a, a friend of mine who uh, restores jukeboxes and pinball machines. But that's just it. If you need a repair, where do you get the parts? Again, same thing. A lot of these things are, you know, you know, auctioned off, traded. Uh-huh. There are there are places that still make the parts. Some mm. of them, you know, the the older you get, like the early uh, you know, the early video games, it's 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 harder to find the, you know, the the right parts to it, but they exist. They're so out there. This place is it's open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's only open 3 days a week. Opens at 5 p.m. Closes uh, Thursday at 1 a.m. and then Friday and Saturday it's open until 2 a.m. Yeah, but the place in Worcester is going to expand to six days. Is that what they said? Yeah, it's going to, yeah. but that'll be I think next month sometime. Plus they'll have a full kitchen and all that other stuff. But do they? I thought I'm trying to find the line, but again I've I've you know cut this down to only uh, the parts I wanted. But I thought I saw they referred to it as a bar. Is it? Do they have a liquor license? Um, Are they serving alcohol? I believe it is. I believe uh, I believe it does. Uh, oh no! Wait, the one in Providence apparently is an arcade bar. They're saying. I don't know if the one in Worcester is the same way. They haven't said that. In the, in the uh, they haven't said it, but I believe that is the plan. That it is it, that it will be a bar and a restaurant with video games. And no, not. Remember the old video games that were like actually embedded in the table? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I don't yeah. like that. Galaxian? Was that in there? Oh, they had the Pac-Man, too, but yep. Galaxian was on. I don't mm-hmm. like that because you know, you you know, it's, it's switched back and forth. Space I, Invaders. 
I don't like looking down on my video. I got to look up. Gotcha. But they look, I mean, it's hard to tell from these photos, but, you know, they've got a row uh, that you can walk down and games on both sides. I don't know. Yeah, there's enough room there for if, if people were playing back to back. There's still enough room to walk down the middle of the aisle. So my friend who's got the uh, the video games and the pinball machines, mm. he's got a bunch in his house, but he also has. I've told you this before. Sawdust bowling oh, in his sweet. own house. Sweet, freaking awesome. Oh, this has got. The, oh, I can't remember the name of this game, but it had uh, plastic guns. And uh, uh, you'd shoot uh, different targets, and that was my favorite one. Duck Hunter? No, no, hand, plastic handguns. Oh, like, like, like pistols. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, there was a bunch of games that had that. I don't know. I know that was just like, that was uh, just one game. It's got to have alcohol in it because I don't know how you survive on $7 uh, a person for free, pl- for unlimited play. I don't know. It, 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 that'd be nice to see uh, come to Springfield at some point. <laughs> imagine imagine uh, something fun in Springfield. It probably will. It's just that it won't be a mass live <laughs> until it closes. It'll only be available in the Worcester version of mass live. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 8.58. Hey, by the way, yeah, I got tickets. Uh, the uh, live music for Lorraine's uh, benefit for Lorraine's Soup Kitchen is going to happen at the Knights of Columbus on Granby Road in Chicopee. On August 28th, tickets are available at eventbrite.com. I got a four pack of tickets right now at 293 1021. The 10th caller will win them. Good luck to you. It's 859 at Rock 102. Hi, it's Carla from Volvo Cars Pioneer Valley, and we're happy.